Welcome. My name is Jeff Scouten, host of the Be a Difference Maker podcast, the podcast that recognizes and highlights all the good things that are happening with our teachers and coaches in the tri-state area. I want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, the moving company at Orange City, Iowa. Brett and his crew will take care of all your residential commercial needs for moving, along with any type of storage that you need, storage space. Contact Brett directly at 712-541-9407, or you can go to the www.movingyourthings.com. Uh, they provide a great service. You can protect your back at the same time and let them do the work for you. Highly recommended, so please reach out to them for any of your moving needs. This week, I'm happy to introduce Jerome Hoig to our podcast from West Sioux Community School District in Haywarden, Iowa. Welcome, Jerome. Hey, thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem. Thanks for taking time out of your busy first couple of weeks of the school year and in your season and so forth. And uh, really appreciate you. And uh, you got a busy family too. So I appreciate you taking time to do this. Hey, absolutely. I think it's a great thing that you're doing and uh, um, fun to have me on. Super. We'll, we'll just start off, Coach, and, and give us a little bit background, Jerome, on your, your teaching experience, your coaching experience, so that our, our listeners have a little gauge of where you're coming from. Uh, well, this is my uh, 14th year here at West Sioux. Um, I grew up in southwest Iowa, um, Atlantic, Iowa, and then I went to Northwestern College. And um, actually, um, some of your listeners might might know uh, Professor Yuffer. So I graduated and I went back to the farm, actually, and I was done applying everywhere. And Professor Yuffer, um, who was supposed to be retired for like 10 years, was still working. And he called me and I was working on the farm. He goes, Jerome, I got a job for you that I think you might like. Um, it's middle school science over in Hayward, Iowa. And I said, OK, you know, I'll think about it. He goes, well, I already got you an interview. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not sure I want it. And he goes, well, you've got an interview tomorrow afternoon. Wow. And uh, I said, do I have to send anything? He goes, no, I sent all your stuff. And so he didn't even ask me. He just told me I had an interview. <laughs> and so I felt bad. You know, I better go interview because I, I loved I loved Ron Yuffer. And so I drove up here and and interviewed and they offered me the job. And and uh, yeah, I guess uh, the rest is history type of thing. Um, and so. I've been teaching middle school science, um, sixth and seventh grade ever since. And then I coach, I'm uh, the defensive coordinator, I'm assistant uh, for football, and then head coach for basketball. And then I do uh, middle school and high school boys track. So um, kind of keeps me on my toes. And then um, I've got four kids, two girls and two boys. They're eight, six, three, and then one's four months old. Um, and my wife, Ashley, she coaches soccer and uh, teaches special ed in the high school here at West Sioux. So that's that's kind of my, my life in a nutshell. Yeah, and 14 years later, huh? Isn't that yeah, funny how things work out? That is awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yep. Uh, along with that, just tell us and our, our listeners some of the great things that are happening at West Sioux. Uh, well, I, I think a lot of good things are going on at West Sioux, you know, um, so much has changed in the last 14 years, you know, with the school visually, but also um, just I feel like the pride has never been better uh, about West Sioux. 
about um, the school district. Um, you know, boys sports in particular right now is going really well. We've had some great talent and some great success, but I think more importantly, the community and the school itself is just proud of themselves and proud of their, their accomplishments. And, um, you know, I think that goes a long way in, in small schools. You can go up that, that morale can kind of go up and down. And, um, I just kind of love where we're at, um, where we're proud of each other and proud of ourselves. And, and that's a good place to be. Absolutely. And has some great teams over the year and all sports for that matter. And uh, that brings really brings the community together as well. So, uh, and you're a big part of that. Appreciate that. Um, talking about your role. Now you're, you're a busy guy teaching throughout the day, coaching most of the school year. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much the whole school year. Yeah. Um, what are some things that stand out to you from both teaching and coaching that really are highlights for you that you really enjoy? that gets you up in the morning and motivates you to do your job? Man, I just, I, I love that I get to see, especially my boys. Um, I feel like that's something that I, I think is really important to have men in the school system that can be a positive influence to young men. And it's not that that they don't need the great women teachers, but I, I feel like in most most scenarios, 70% or higher of, of elementary teachers are women. And then all the way up, there's, there's a lot of women in teaching, which is great, and they do an awesome job. But there's uh, a lot of boys that grow up without a father figure. Um, and I feel like cultivating those relationships and even the ones that have great father figures. I was, I had an amazing father and I still know how important it was to have multiple strong, um, confident, caring, loving coaches that were constantly preaching and teaching things to me. And like, you know, whenever I'm talking to parents about the life lessons I'm trying to tell their kids, I make sure they know. It's like it's not that we don't think you're doing a great job. It's that I was I was the son of an awesome father who was constantly preaching those things to me, and I still needed four or five or six coaches in high school plus Corver in college telling me all these yep. things um, to make me the person that I am, you know, they, they say it takes a village to raise a child, but I, I really think that's a hundred percent true. And so I, I personally love just g gaining relationships and trust with the boys that I coach and teach. And I kind of like that. I get to see them. So I get to see them sixth grade science all the way through. The last time I coach them is probably spring of their senior year in track, hopefully. And so I get right. to see them through a lot of different seasons of their life. And hopefully I'm, I'm showing them with my life, how to be, um, how to be a man and then also teaching them how to be a man. And I think, I think that's, that's kind of the biggest thing that gets me up in the morning. My purpose, I guess, is hopefully that I'm building up young men that will be good fathers and husbands someday. Um, and I think that's what my fellow coaches want as well. And, um, 
you know, like, like I said, not that, not that I don't love, you know, the relationships I have with everyone else too, but I feel like I make the biggest impact on those young men and I try to, and I, that's like you asked what gets me up in the morning, what gets me fired up. And that's, that's what it is. Um, that's, that's awesome. So yeah, I actually, it's, it's kind of funny. You say I have a story if, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. Uh, my, my spring of my first year teaching and a lot of teachers will say this. Some won't admit it, but I, I wish more would admit it. I was struggling my first year. It was rough. And end of my first year, I was having one of the worst days I ever had. I'm just thinking, this is terrible. I hate teaching type of thing. And we have a meeting because the next group coming up, it was, it was about the next group we were going to have the next year. So it would have been my second year. And they it basically in the meeting told us how terrible these boys were. Oh, they're just awful. They're just terrible. <laughs> and I'm sitting in this meeting just like, it can't get any worse. This is terrible. And I leave the meeting and my mom calls me. And I tell her basically that word for word. And I'm thinking to myself, I want to go farm. And her exact words were, oh, what a blessing that you get those boys. What a blessing that you get those boys next year. And shoot, I just like, I was like, doggone it, mom. You're 100% right. I was being a wuss. Like I was feeling sorry for myself. And my mom basically just called me out on it. And sure enough, turns out probably my favorite, you know, two of my favorite right. groups I've ever had. Shoot, they won back-to-back state titles. There those, you go. Those so-called terrible, terrible right. boys. They grew into some awesome young men that I still see and still text. Um, and they still come back to games. And, and uh, shoot, got a text about 10 minutes ago. Hey, good win on Friday. From a from a boy that was supposed to be a tough one in that grade, <laughs> but I just love him to death. So I don't know. I just little things like that make coaching and teaching. It doesn't matter if I got lifting at six and then I got everything all day and I'm not home till eleven. It's it's little things like that make it worth it. That's awesome. Those paychecks that we get later in life, right? Absolutely. No, thanks for sharing that. Um, few other things uh professional development is always a big thing and continuing to grow as a coach and as a as a teacher and i'm kind of coming at this now from some of the students that i teach now they're going into teaching and coaching and uh kind of tied in with some advice that you would give them as well but for you now being in your 14th year what are some things that you use or go to to continue to grow as a teacher and a coach Um, well, I try to read as much as possible. Um, I will, I will definitely say that. I think having good habits in general, um, is huge. And if you can, if you could get a habit of reading even a chapter or two of books, you know, there's, there's so many, you know, I used to kind of roll my eyes when Corver would give us all these quotes and tell us to read this book and read that book. And it's like, man, there's geniuses out there that have written books that cost you nine bucks and can completely change the way you, you coach can completely change the way you teach. And, um, so I, I do think that that's, that's probably number one, but then also talking to other coaches, um, 
it's it's amazing how much you can learn if you just shoot an email to a coach and um you know a, a guy that i've learned a ton from is actually you know kylie yates of of south o'brien okay. yep. the the impact he's made on me and shoot we go to we go to play a game against each other and it's and it's cutthroat but he'll send me anything i need and more um he's sent me dvds he's sent me books and it's like he doesn't need to do that and all he says whenever i thank him he says do it for a young coach someday do it for a young coach nice. someday so i think finding finding guys like that and finding a community of people that you can learn from because i learned and shoot i've got a brand new assistant coach um coach vandekamp i learned from him coach garcia i learned i learned from him coach noble i i don't know you you can learn from basically anybody and so i do think the number one thing you got to realize is that you don't know anything and you could learn every single day uh, this morning i read a chapter of a lou holtz book and i picked something up that i was like wow that's unbelievable so it doesn't it doesn't matter every day you can learn something new um but yeah those those communities of coaches it's it's crazy what you can learn from them you can i mean i learn from the wrestling coaches i learn from from anybody anywhere anytime so i would just say keep an open mind and then along with that make those relationships um, even if it means in your first couple years when you just think i got to keep my head above water it might be okay to volunteer and help out a, a coaching program because you might get a relationship that keeps you in teaching or gets you right. a, a job down the road type of thing. Um, I think, you know, some, some of my, my best friends right now started out just volunteering for the football team and now yeah. are paid positions and we hang out all the time. And, and all they did was they just showed up every once in a while just to help a little bit. And now it's turned into something more. So just any anytime you can get involved with other coaches, I think you can learn from them. You bet. No, thanks for sharing that. Along that same vein, in regards to to teachers too, if you're if you're speaking to a senior at on the college level right now that's going into teaching, is there any thing besides obviously their student teaching experience but something that really stands out that helped you or you would suggest to them to to do to improve either their chances to to find a position or to grow as a teacher um i'm probably beating a dead horse here but getting into coaching is going to help them a lot and i always say that and sometimes like whenever I meet a new teacher or we interview a new teacher and I'm like, Hey, would you be interested in coaching? And it's not just because coaches are needed, but you know, the, the super nice teacher across the hallway who, you know, who has nothing in common with you, they'll probably be super nice and they'll probably be very helpful. But if they're 20 years older than you and have a completely different life than you, they're probably not going to be having you over for a barbecue but right. your head coach might, you know right. what I mean? There you, go. you know, it, it's just, it's just a little different. Um, and feeling involved and feeling a part of something can go a long ways to making you feel, especially in your first couple of years. And I know it's kind of counterintuitive because you're like, you know, 
you're, you naturally want to say, oh, it's my first year. I'm not going to do anything. I want to do as little as possible so that I have the most time to focus and, and do this and do that. And it's like, well, you're going you're gonna to be kind of run ragged either way. You might as well be run ragged with, um, you know, with a group of guys that have your back and that, um, you know, will try to include you in things here and there. But that's that's my own personal opinion. I think I think that goes a long ways to make you in a better mental space um, in your first couple of years because they're rough. And I, I that's the other thing that I would say is do not be surprised if your first year is really, really rough. Um that's okay. And I, I've heard that from like the best teacher that I've ever observed, my mentor across the hall. She told me that about halfway through my first year. And I said, no, not you. She goes, oh yeah. She goes, if I could go back and apologize. She'd been teaching for like 33 years, best teacher I've ever met, Donna Gullickson. She said, oh yeah, if I could go back to my first year, I'd apologize to those kids. I probably had terrible classroom management and this and this and this. Hmm. And I, it made me feel so good to know that someone that good ever had those thoughts go through their head because you just think, oh, there's, there's, there's got to be something wrong with me or maybe I shouldn't right. have gotten into teaching. And uh, when she told me that, man, that, like, that made me feel so good. So I try to tell that to people. Even, I might even overdo it to, to, high, to college seniors. Cause I want them to know that, you know, they're not alone and they could still end up being an unbelievable teacher someday. Even if they feel like they're just struggling that first year, it'll be all right. Right. Definitely. Well, you mentioned Donna, um, any other mentors that from coaching or teaching that you want to recognize? Oh man, so many. Um, but you know, me and so coach, coach Suisaw, the head football coach, Um, it's funny. A lot of people look at us from the outside and they don't think we're anything alike. Um, cause we kind of have different demeanors, but he's helped me a lot. And our relationship is really, really good. And we both, you know, have super high expectations for the kids. Um, and I think we bounce ideas off each other. We get super competitive with each other, um, and it's it's more of like a, a brother type of thing. We can yell at each other and and still love right. each other type of thing. And so that that's been one that's really helped me. And then I don't know, man. Yeah, Donna Golickson, she was across the hall for me. She was my mentor, unbelievable teacher. Just retired a few years back. Um, she was awesome and helped me a ton. Those would be the, probably the two biggest, but, um, yeah. yeah, I've learned, I've learned. And then coach Yates, man, he's helped me a ton. I've, I've called him multiple times, um, with questions and he's, he's sent me so much stuff. So, and then obviously coach Corver, um, you bet. I still talk to him quite a bit, not as much as I should, but I think he knows I'm kind of busy. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, once again, Jerome, we appreciate your time tonight. I mean, this has been awesome. Uh, It helps all of our listeners out that have an interest, whether it's in sports and teaching and coaching or just an interest in the schools in our in our tri-state area. I mean, that's one of the goals of this podcast is to to recognize what's happening, because I think it kind of gets overlooked throughout a calendar year and all of a sudden a season's over or school year's over. And, uh, 
you know, I really appreciate you taking your time to do this. And uh, before we close things up here, I just want to want to thank our sponsor once again, the moving company from Orange City, Iowa. Call Brett for any of your moving needs. You can contact him and his crew at 712-541-9407 or go to www.movingyourthings.com. Any any closing comments at all, Jerome, that you that we missed or anything? Man, I don't know. No, I could I could talk for days. I love talking <laughs> about it. I just I don't know. I just I just kind of it's it's surreal to talk about it because I do I do start thinking about my first couple years here and uh, how they were kind of tough and and basically got here because of Coach Yuffer and then now go shoot been in you know five of the last five of the last six state tournaments for football and um, you know, eight straight district titles. And then I don't know, just, just so much has, has changed over the years and watching all the, the kids grow up and, and uh, pretty soon I'll probably be, you know, I've, I've had all their little brothers and all their little cousins and, and it's, it probably won't be much longer and I'll start having their kids too sometime. So starting to feel old, I guess. Yeah. That happens, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks again for all you do. Uh, it's, it's definitely seen and appreciated and, uh, thank you once again for your time. Uh, thanks to all the listeners as well. We appreciate you and, uh, please share and like this as well so that more people can hear what the good that's happening in our tri-state area with teachers and coaches. Uh, next week we have Curtis Eben, the head coach at, of the reigning 2A football state champs at Central Line, Georgia Little Rock. So that should be posted here in the next week or so. But thanks again, Jerome. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it.